And we're back, we're back, we're back. It's your main man, Norman Locke, host of the Morning Lock-In each and every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. And if you're listening via your desktop or mobile device or you're connected on the mobile app, you're connected in your cars on your smart speakers, it's brought to you by Champagne Market in the R Center. Champagne, we're going the extra mile. Listen, I love the food there. I love the alcohol selection. If you're 21, you know what I'm talking about. They got that smoke over there. I always go over there and give me a, a nice little bottle of wine. So Champagne Market in the All Center. Make sure y'all go support. And <clears throat> how y'all doing out there today? How y'all doing out there today? I see y'all. I know y- y'all main man Cameron Jordan was on air today. He was doing a press run. Yesterday, he was on the Pat McAfee show. Today, he was on uh, Get Up in the Morning on ESPN. You got Alvin Kamara on Twitter saying, don't talk to me about football or Saints. If you tweet me, I'm going to block you. Ooh. Ooh. All because Drew Brees gets some hair plugs and 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 start working out with Chase Daniels? Ooh. It's crazy. It's crazy. 269-1077. 269-1077. How do y'all feel about Cameron Jordan's statement today, yesterday, and today? It seems like everything, you know, that's the main question you're going to ask him. His thoughts about Drew Brees, his thoughts about Russell Wilson. If he, if he, any Saints player that gets on any form of, of national media or local media, that's the two biggest questions they want to know. Now, I love the way that Cameron Jordan maneuvers through the media. I'm not even gonna lie. He knows he knows how to how to how to move through those waters just because he never answered all the questions directly. You know, he he threw in some maybes and some ifs and some fifths and if Drew Brees decides to retire, and if we didn't have Drew Brees, and I don't know, is Cameron Jordan the only person that believes that Drew Brees is going to come back? Does he know something that we don't know? He was confident to get on a Pat McAfee show yesterday and to get on Good Morning America, I mean, get up uh, football with with. Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, Greeny. He was he felt comfortable to do that. It does he know something that we don't know, Lennon? What, what did he say, bro? Give me the full what did he say? He kind of avoided, you know, the direct questions. They had to ask him four and five times, you know, if the Saints had Russell Wilson. Could he guarantee a Super Bowl trophy? And what did he say about that? What, what he danced around it for a good two minutes. Okay, see, and at the end, yeah, let me know. Let me, let me know the connector to Drew. That's he what said, I said. Yes, to see, and the connector to Drew, he was. They kept asking him, you know, what about Dak? What about Russ? And he kept saying, if Drew Brees is retired, okay, see. I'm not gonna let he you didn't spin say this. when. I'm not gonna he let didn't you say when. I understand, but I'm not gonna let you spin this because. That's just being a good leader of a team and not, like you said, not getting rid of the guy before the guy retires. I feel like that's him being diplomatic because he's a news guy. He works for NFL Network. He understands how it is. But I, in no question in my mind, think this means Drew is not retiring. I do not think that. 
Maybe. From, from Cam Jordan's comments. From, from I mean, the guy got a, his shoulders healed. I thought he was gonna come in today. Line. I thought he was gonna come in today, have a good because you know I gotta talk my talk. But you you coming in with this I, Cam? I, this is news. Cam, I'm, Cam jo- the first thing I woke up it was Cam Jordan's face on the screen. <laughs> it, Ridiculous. So, and, and he's talking about the Saints. You know you got you got Alvin Kamara tweeting. I don't know if you saw. He's he skiing. He tweet. Did you see his tweet before he went snowboarding? Uh, oh yeah, no, I did not. He said, "If you're talking football, if you tweet me anything about the Saints." Slash football, I'm going to block you. Mm. And the Saints tweeted him, and he said, hey, watch it. <laughs> so uh, I'm just saying, then he's like, I'm moving to Montana. That's his offseason. He becoming one of them guys. I'm not mad at him just, just saying. being outside. I'm just saying. So it's just. It's Coach a- tweeted him, and it was cool. And he didn't reply back to him. So you think there's beef with Alvin? I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, why? Is Alvin trying to get away and and get away from the whispers of the media and Drew Brees? You got Michael Thomas page on private. You got Michael Thomas bigging up Tom Brady. You got him bigging up Russell Wilson. You got him buying Drew Brees trading cards. I'm not going to let you get me like this. He listening to (laughs) Young Boy, but then turn around and listen to some Trippy Red on on the ground. I just don't know. Let's see what what he did today. I just don't know. What to expect out of this team right now? But all I know is the team is on radio silence because they don't want to say nothing too crazy because I feel like they know that man is leaving, but they want to let him get his announcement out first. That's why AK, like, I'm going to Montana. Don't talk to me about football till it's football time. Michael Thomas, you know he can't help himself. That's why he put himself on private. But we get a couple of Russell Wilson picks here and there. You know how bad it would have been if Cam Jordan would have came out and said, oh, yeah, we could win some Super Bowls with Russ? That's just disrespectful. As a leader of a team, you don't do that. You let the man make his announcement. I'm not concerned. Drew Brees will retire. That's how I feel. So he got the hairline for nothing. For nothing. That's for his wife, for them to go take pictures, go walk down the the alleyway for when he's coaching at Newman. He don't want to get made fun of called cue ball. There's different things like that. Shame on you, Norm, for booing that. I'm, I'm, I mean, the guy's not done yet. He's done. He's not done yet. He's done. I'm, it's, it's over. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Now... You know, away from the Saints. He also spoke of Jameis Winston. He kept calling him a gunslinger. Mm. You know, but I think... Like that. I think that the Saints have officially moved away from Jameis Winston. I don't know. I, I saw a report that came out yesterday that the Saints are possibly kicking the wheels on Marcus Mariota. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not high on that. I'm not high on that either. Like... Marcus to me is just like uh if Taysom Hill is is Surefine, then like Surefine Cola, you know the the, the knockoff Cola. Okay, okay. Marcus Mariota's check. It's like <laughs> it's just knockoff for knockoff. It's not that much better. Check is might be a little bit better than Surefine, but you still not getting Coca-Cola. So so you wouldn't be in on trading for No, like I'd be I, I'd rather trade up in the draft to get a Mac Jones. If we go if we're going after Marcus Mariota hey. We might as well draft somebody. Hey, you see all these top analysts. Taking, yeah, you was first. I, I got to say I'm it. just saying. I'm seeing Mike Mayock. I'm seeing all the guys starting to put Mac Jones in, in a top five. 
picks. You like the uh, Ray J song? I hit it first. Yeah, you know I'm saying <laughs> they took my they took my swag bar for bar, bar, <laughs> bar for bar. That's a good one. If you know what he did, you gotta you know be saying? a gotta be a member of the culture to understand how. So it. I'm just trying to figure out what what what's real, what's not real. You know? Yeah, what's what's hyperbole. Was 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 um smoking ma- smoking mirrors smoking mirrors was the real deal going on with the Saints? Also going around, just football in general. Did you see Eric Gilbert decommitted from Florida two days ago? I did. I did. I didn't know if we would talk about that, but like, this is really questioning this young man's like. I don't know what's wrong. Desire like, with fo- like commitment to football because, and I don't like to put that on players because I, I always hated when media did that, but like. This is a question where it's like, I don't know. I don't know if he's committed. I really don't. Well, I, I think he probably got there and was like, hmm, new quarterback. I'm coming right behind a tight end that's going to get drafted in the top 10. Maybe it's too big of an expectation and not a good enough quarterback. Mm, that's possible. But you should have stayed at LSU then. I just don't understand how you could keep going from campus to campus, moving from apartment to apartment. Is he Was he living out there? How long did you... Even like that, Florida. That's my thing, Norm. Like moving sucks. <laughs> moving sucks. That's how I'm looking at it. Like, so you 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 move from Atlanta suburbs to, to Baton Rouge. Rouge. You play through half the season. You say you're homesick. You, you you stop playing. You quit. You go back home. You commit to Florida. You, you moved, probably would move to Florida. You yeah. had to probably move to Florida to get some workouts in. Then you probably like. <laughs> I'm nah, not, not feeling this. Not feeling. So I'm gonna decommit. You know what? Come on down to Rage Occasions. Yeah, Come I, on down to the Cajun. Look, we got what. Give them the menu. Look, Give them the menu. All right, so look, we got five pounds of crawfish for you, extra spicy, or if you like it whoa, medium. If you like, or if you like see, it medium. No, no, see? No, you we just, can't do you the, just f- piss me off. For the extra spicy you just crawfish? Piss me off. What's wrong with the crawfish? <laughs> it was too hot? There's no flavors on crawfish. That's a thing. Are we doing this? That's a laughing. Are we doing thing. this? Are we really about to do this? Where's my boo button? Do not boo that. It's where's my boo button? Not it's boo not that. working. That, there are flavors. That, there are flavors, bro. There are Spicy, not flavors. Medium. There are not flavors. Normal. There are not flavors to crawfish. This guy's clowning. Y'all should no. call in 269-1077. Tell him he don't know what he's talking about no. when it comes to crawfish. And that's why Lafayette people will always get ridiculed on the internet because y'all always putting parsley, y'all putting sauce, that's coming and y'all, from, having, wait, wait, flavor, wait, wait, wait. y'all I, having flavors on crawfish. I know this not coming from the 504 where y'all put tomato in your gumbo. Don't do this. Who put tomato in the gumbo? People in New Orleans. Nah, don't do this. Don't nah, do this. Because nah, you nah, know, nah. 337, you know the conversation of who got better food. 337 or 504 is 337 all day. But I'm going to give the menu. We got some crawfish. Whether 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 you believe there's flavors or not, we got a, a Judy Sin burger ready for you to go. We got, let's see what else we got. That's fire. We got you some, um, we got you some meshes donuts for the breakfast. We got you, um, let me see what else is like. You ain't like, giving them that. We, man, we got the Carmex soup. Oh, you yo, you want the rice. Okay, we got some smothered pork chop rice and gravy. We got you a pork steak barbecue with some potato salad, beans, and rice. We got you a sauce pecan. There we, we go. We got you some jambalaya, and then we got you a big pot of gumbo, the real gumbo, not the New Orleans play play well, no, tomato whoa. gumbo. Since you want to say crawfish don't have flavors. Crawfish don't have flavors. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be able to go to any type of restaurant and tell them I want jalapeno crawfish. I shouldn't that's be able not to what you asked for, yeah, though. I shouldn't tell them I want uh, 
garlic crawfish. That's not what you asking for when you say the flip. Wait, no, 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 no. If see, I go, then that's I, I know you don't say, order crawfish. I don't want to say the establishment's name. But there's an establishment in Lafayette that you can get flavored crawfish, and I don't agree with it. Now, we going to take a break. Know, I don't know what else. We got to take a break. All right. <laughs> And we're back, we're back, we're back. It's your main man, Norman Locke, host of the Morning Lock in each and every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. What's up, Lennon? Nothing much, brother. Nothing much. Cooling, cooling, feeling real good. Why, why Troy Thibodeau ain't tweeting me at me today? Huh? Yeah, I mean, but he we did. Gonna, we gonna he did. For he did. It's coming. He tweeted me. He okay. tweeted me. Okay. He tweeted me. He did. Because in the four o'clock hour, I'm going off today. Just know, flock me. up, do okay. it big. Uh, won't back down, Big Z. But we getting to that later. Okay, so uh, we gonna get into that a little bit later. Uh, right now, I, I, we didn't get into able to touch into it yesterday, but there's a basketball game uh, matchup going on for the all-star basketball matchup and it's sponsored by i want to say bleacher report yeah it is it's sponsored by bleacher report and it's uh game the 21 and the winner would select a hbcu that will receive an undisclosed monetary donation oh that's nice and the Who's four competing? the four people that will be competing will be Lil baby rapper artist Lil baby okay Quavo. Okay. Of the Migos. You may know his song Bad and Bougie. Jack Harlow. You may know his song Tyler Hero. Very new. Uh, white rapper out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And Two Chains. Known for the birthday song. Known for No Lie featuring Drake from Atlanta. Now, of those four people, it's going to be Lil Baby. Known for Drip and, Too Hard. And <laughs> Lil Baby and Two Chains. Versus Quavo and Jack Harlow. Who you taking? See, you made me... Yesterday, we kind of talked about this, like, off-air. And you made me think I had to sleep on it. Okay. And I went go watch some Jack Harlow footage. Okay, you... All There's right. There's no footage of Lil Baby anywhere on the internet. Anywhere, anywhere. So, with that being said, I'm going Quavo, Jack Harlow. But I'm going to give the caveat. If Lil Baby has any inkling of how to play basketball, and he can just get it to two chains in the post, they should win. But I'm going with Quavo and Jack Harlow. Two chains a shooter. But two chains is taller than all of them. He is taller than all of them. He's like 6'6. Six, six. Mm-hmm. But he's and also he played college 40, basketball. He's like 43, though. Yeah, that's true too. Let me give the caveats. Two chains did, or he either played college basketball or had a scholarship to play college basketball and didn't go because of the streets or whatnot. Quavo also is an athlete, multi-hyphenate, who could have played college sports. But and he's been he's 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 has some gym runs with different athletes and he trains with Chris Brickley. But and but let me give this he caveat: he had a whole uh, game 
against Shaq and all his sons. Yep, but let me give this caveat as well. Two Chains trains with Drew Hanlon, who is the trainer of Bradley Beal okay. and Jason Tatum. Okay, I know that. I, I'm big on basketball trainer culture on on our Instagram. Like I, okay. I, I look at all of them and see who working out with who. But it's Chris Brickley versus Drew Hanlon with this matchup. And Jack Harlow also, I think Jack Harlow trains with Lethal Shooter. Who's That's the, my guy. Yeah, who shoots on all the different rims. So I, I think I'm going with Jack Harlow and, and Quavo. I got, I got, I have to go with them. I, I have no faith in Lil Baby. I got faith That's in Two Chainz. Lil Baby, he just don't seem like an athlete to me. He, you know, if you listen to his music, it seems like he'd be on the extracurricular activities yeah. heavy. I just don't know if his lungs, he my guy. He wasn't on the gym. He was on the block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I I just I just I wouldn't take that one I wouldn't take that one now. Also, different hairlines are going going over. You know, yesterday Joe Kim Noah retired. Good, good for Joe, Joe Kim. Kim. Not a all, not a hall of not a uh, hall of famer, but well. Two, no, don't do wait, it. Wait, wait, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. This is serious because two time All Star, one time Defensive Player of the Year. It's not about it's not about his NBA that I'm I'm concerned about that I'm saying he's a hall of famer for, because you got to remember the Basketball Hall of Fame includes college accolades. And oh. NBA, oh, well, and he was a champion at Florida he a multi-time. He, he might be a Hall of Fame because of his college stuff, but definitely not because of his NBA stuff. Boo! Look, I'm not mad. Uh, no, at you're you. right. You're right. You're right. But no. that, but that's just how the NBA Hall of Fame works. Now you, you are, you are right. Um, that Florida team was a back-to-back champion, one of the best college basketball teams with him, Al Horford, Corey Brewer, and I forget who the other guards were. Those are like the three most important people, so it doesn't matter. Also, in other news, did you see the beef on Twitter that's been going on for the past two days between Soldier Boy and Randy Orton? Wait, oh, they aren't, aren't they beefing because Bow Wow going to the WWE? I guess, I guess Soldier Boy won't get a little piece of it too. Yeah, he's trying to get into the WWE. This I, is just, this is. I, I've been so been so vocal on this on my Randy on my Orton own, on my own platforms, but I'll be vocal about it here. I, I am sick of all of these YouTube rapper wow. try, trying to get into MMA, boxing, WWE. I don't like none of it. I don't. I don't. It's COVID. They gotta. They gotta make some money. Well, don't go fight. Like, it's some money. It's 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 messing up the sport. Let they me just say it's that. no clubs open. They can't party. Go they can't Atlanta. get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> they can't pay, can't get paid for appearances right now. You got like MMA is fighting on an island. I love it, and that it should just be for actual fighters. I just don't like the if Jake want, Paul listen. doing this. I don't like the Logan Paul bow wow. Soldier boy, I don't like none of that. If if you want to set up me about, all right, as a as a radio personality against another (laughs) radio personality for undisclosed amount of money, I'm for. (laughs) So you sit there hating on Soldier Boy for trying at Bow Wow for trying to diversify, (laughs) trying to diversify their their portfolios. (laughs) I don't respect it because if I wanted to throw some fisty cuffs against a rival radio personality or, or 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 industry, or, or <laughs> anybody, I should be able to do it and twitch it and, and live stream it and get them ducats. All right, all right. So I we feel s- like I go three and zero before before I I, I meet my maker. You lose, okay. <laughs> so, so should I start Don Kinging you and like, and, <laughs> will you go get Norm on the battlefield today? He gonna knock him out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> let me get. In, let me start warming up the fisticuffs, <laughs> and we could get this bread. So stop hating on Soldier Boy. It's right. a, a, Pat McAfee. He was he was on a WWE episode. 
I'm not mad at you being on an episode, but Bow Wow is becoming a member of the WWE. So what but, if- I, but I guess, I, all right, maybe my thing is this. I'm less upset about WWE because it's fake. I'm more concerned about uh, boxing and MMA. What? What? That's not, that's not hey a guys, kids that, that listen to me for my insight and wrestling isn't fake. All right, my bad. You ruined it for the kids out there, Lynn. A good thing I didn't say about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess that's cool. I'll watch, see how you do, because Bow Wow, for at least for our generation, is someone that you know we we respect and we got a lot of admiration for. Even though his later career is not as good as his career that made us love him, but I digress. Man, what's funny is I've been in a, a bunch of different clubs with Bow Wow, and Bow Wow is hilarious. Oh yeah, he has a good. He's he's one of he's on a list of a certain gentleman that's that that kills the club scene. Oh man, what the sniper list? Bow Wow is hilarious. Bow Wow, it's it's a lot of things about Bow Wow I have to say that wouldn't be on air. <laughs> I know, I didn't know. I know what time it is now. Uh, today, the Knicks, Julius Randle. Most improved player of the year uh, contestant. He said that he's going to be participating in the skills challenge. Nice. How you feel about that? And also, we found out that Zion will not be participating in the dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, it broke my heart today. But I, like I said, I, I want Big Z to be healthy. But it broke my heart. I would have loved to see him be in a dunk contest. Oh, really? I told you it wasn't needed. I told you. You said it. But, like, to me, I'm like, when you think of the greats, Michael... Dominique, Kobe, they all they all did the dunk contest. You name Le- like four people, Le- 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 but not everybody's a star that does you it. Name, but like, you name like four people. You see all the greats to name four. Vince people. Carter, uh, I believe. So you put Vince Carter in the same category with what was the first three names you named? Well, well, one of them isn't. Are, you're putting Vince, Vince Carter, Carter better than Dominique Wil- Dominique Wilkins. So don't do that. In what? In Career? basketball. Career? Yeah. Don't do that. I need I need my OG callers do calling that. in 269-1077. 269-1077. and Burt Burton just said that Vince Carter was better, had a better NBA career than Dominique Wilkins. That's a fact, bro. <sighs> Call in if you disagree, but Vince Carter was a baller. Let's not act like he wasn't, but Dominique. Kobe, Jordan, you you always see when you, you sneak Vince Carter, Vince, I Vince here now. When you think of all the people that that are ascending to be great, they always do the dunk contest. LeBron was the first one to stop that, and then pe- good people thought like, oh, well, since LeBron didn't do it, we not gonna do it no more. LeBron is the one who stopped having the the mega superstar in the dunk contest. He did. And you're blaming the rest of the. Everyone else in the NBA for not caring about the dunk contest. I'm talking about mega superstars. I'm just saying, like, what, what, a, what other mega superstars? James Harden never put it, got in the dunk contest, but he's not, he's not that type of guy. Oh, oh, oh. We talking about Kevin the, Durant the, never got in it. Paul and, George but, uh, never got okay, in it. But Kevin Durant, I'm Kawhi blaming Leonard on. Never I'm, got in it. I'm blaming it on I'm LeBron. Trying, I'm trying to see. Uh, uh, Steph Curry never got in it because LeBron Chris didn't Paul do never it. got in it. Chris Paul, Chris Paul can't dunk. What are you Chris talking Chris Paul can dunk. Chris Paul barely, can dunk. Chris barely, Paul can dunk. Barely. He dunked in the last All-Star game. Barely. Ain't no barely. Barely. You, I know you saw them commercials JJ with JJ Riddick is taller than Chris Paul, and JJ Riddick has never attempted 
or made a dunk in an NBA game. That's don't a do fact. that. Don't don't comp- don't compare JJ Reddick's jumping athleticism to Chris Paul. I'm just saying. That's but they the truth. Both, but the, Chris Paul can barely dunk. Believe he, how you saying barely? The man dunked it in the All Star game. We got a call. I'm glad, dunk, I'm glad we got a call. He's not a dunk contest dunker, and you know that. All I just know is you said all the top guys did it, and I named 15 top guys that didn't do it. What's up, Carla Walker, man? How you feel about the All-Star weekend and Zion not participating in a dunk contest? Well, first of all, let me say, man, long-time listener, three-time caller. I, I love listening to y'all guys, man, no matter who is on. And y'all talking the real right now, man. I, I can't wait. I love I love All-Star weekend. All-Star Weekend is the, is the business, you know. I mean, it, it's the show-out time. But Zion, I'm from New Orleans, so Zion not playing, I, I don't mind that because, you know, he's young. He can he can dunk, slam dunk contest anytime. Right now, he he needs to stay healthy, man. Cause That's we, what I'm saying. Because we still need that help, yeah, you know. Pelicans need help. Yeah, you, you were right, Carla. That's why I'm not upset with Zion not being in it. But I would like to see it, though, at some point. I, at some point, I can I can see him be, getting in the slam dunk contest. But right now, he look. Think about it. How many guards do do Pelicans have right now? We we need some shooting guards, man. We need we need help. Yeah, we do. We do. Oh, we going in. Uh, don't don't in the, don't in the please, please, please. We going in in the Let's not start it because I I need some respects paid to certain players on the Pelicans. But we are not gonna but, get into but that. But you right. did say something earlier that I that I kind of like. Uh, when you say, can you say your statement about Vince Carter and Dominique Wilkins again? Please? I got you. I got you. Okay, so I believe that Vince Carter had a better overall career than Dominique Wilkins. Is that a lie? An overall career, yes. I can. I can. I was going to debate it at first, but an overall career, yes, he has. More consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominique Wilkins, Wilkins in his time was was awesome, but as far as the long stretch, no, he didn't. You know, he, he I really could see a lot more that Dominique Wilkins could have could have did, and he didn't. You know, but but you got to think now. He was up against Jordan, and I mean, he was up against some greats. And y'all can go as far as Carl Malone and anybody else. Nobody could surpass Jordan. You know, I mean. He, so he was up in that talent and and uh, superstar, supersonic star, uh, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp, yeah, I mean, the Rain Man. So yeah, so Vince he, Carter's he, he 16, awesome. 16, 4 and three career. Did Dominique ever make it to the finals? Sixteen, hold on, hold on, hold on. sixteen, four and three in twenty years, twenty seasons. He's a sixteen, four and three score. Dominique Wilkins in twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen in sixteen years. Is a twenty-four six and two score, and he came off a Achilles injury, and off a Achilles injury, oh, he he averaged eighteen points after having an Achilles injury. What are y'all talking about with Vince Carter having Hold a on, better career than Dominique Wilkins? Vince Carter haven't averaged over fifteen points since. Oh nine. His longevity. He played for ten you, more years. You gotta. You gotta. He played for ten more years. You gotta account the longevity and, and Vince Carter's the highs longevity, were higher. He was playing seven minutes a game. Longevity. And, and I'm gonna have to agree with you, my brother. You're right. He was I'm, playing I'm, I'm seven minutes a game. Yeah. Hold on. I didn't know the stats were that bad. Wow. Hold on. We yes. Gonna, we gonna pull up the yeah. stats. I, I got like, He no started I'm, in 2012. He started three games in 14-0, in 15-1, in 16-3, in 17-15, in 18-5, in 19. He was a professional backup after 2012. After 2012, yeah, yeah. You're right. 
Hold on, man. I'm pulling. I'll that. say Vince Carter career ended once he got to Orlando, and that was in 09. That was Vince Carter. That's good. Yeah. That was it. That was, yeah. That's it. 89 to 09. That's it. You had a 43-year-old guy out there. What was he doing? Well, he was averaging five points up. Lennon, you you didn't piss me off early in the show. <laughs> we getting to it. Hold on, man. I'm about to All right, I up. appreciate you calling in, Carl. We got to take another call. Thank you, man. Welcome. Welcome, welcome into the show. Who would you choose, Dominique Wilkins or Vince Carter? Who had the better career? Oh, come on, man. This tripping. Thank you. We tripping this money. We tripping, man. Come on, man. Vince Carter. I mean, Vince Carter was good, yeah. But Vince Carter, when I look at Vince Carter, they talk about was a guy that was good. That's it. That's all. That's it. He he wasn't really impactful. His dunks dunks were sweet and everything. But name one thing he did that was impactful for a team, though. Lose? He was was a perennial loser. He's a perennial loser. Like I said, he he was good. He, he, He was good. His what his skill set and the things he could do and what he had and his arsenal, he should have been way better than what he was. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, no, he was nowhere near Dominique. Dominique was, Dominique was more of a killer too. I mean, you know, the guys he played, he played against Jordan. I mean, I'm sorry, against Baldy in his era and everything. <laughs> it was, it was tough on him. It was tough, man. But this corner was good. I'm not saying it was trash or whatever, but. No, I mean no. He played longer than Dominique. Yeah, had a longer career. Like that counts also and stuff. Same, same as LeBron and all that. You know, longevity. I'm just counts, saying you gotta give longevity. He some toys thing. Achilles. Yeah it, yeah, it counts though. But he, he still wasn't impactful as Dominique though. Dominique just made. Oh, Dominique, I might have been off my rocker for that Dominique, one because I'm looking at the stats. Dominique and... is who put the Hawks on the map to me. That's what Without I'm saying. Dominique, Vince Hawks, Carter. Spud I, I, I mean, he is Spud Webb put the Hawks on the map. You I would know, put Dominique, if it wasn't no Dominique, it wasn't no Hawks. And I, I would put, uh, I would say Vince Carter put Toronto on the map, but then that's it. When he played for the Nets, I wasn't checking for the Nets. I mean, when he was, when he played for uh, Orlando for two seasons, were you, were you? Oh, I got to tune in and see Vince Carter I, play for the Orlando. I'm Magic. gonna say Toronto and the Nets were legendary, but. I will say I might have been off my rocker okay. with that one because right. I didn't know Dominique's stats to that degree. And I just saw it, and I might have been dis- disrespecting the GOAT. And I apologize yeah, for Dominique. that. See, that's my yeah, thing. He killers, and he still was a kind of a monster. That, that's my thing, Paula. You, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I have no problem with that. No problem. Okay. Okay, well, that's cool. You should have, like, oh, no, you know, that's cool. Yeah, Norm, Norm will never admit when he's wrong. That's a fact. No, hell no. Norm will admit when he's wrong. Allegedly. If I'm wrong. I'm we appreciate it. Hey, was a good win for the Pels last night, man. Oh, we getting to it. Four o'clock out, we getting to it. Was it really that good? We, but you almost, almost blew it acting crazy. That's what I'm saying. Was it really, really that good? Let's not, was it let's really not that start good? right now. Let's wait till the four o'clock hour because okay. we going in. But we appreciate you. All right, come, cool. come tap we'll back in with us. Yeah, come back. Tap in with us later. I appreciate you holding. Uh, welcome to the show. Obviously, Lennon was tripping. So, can you just let him know that he was tripping? Well, the name does start with a hell. So, let him take another hell. <laughs> for him, not even to sit out there and think that uh, part of yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> I, was I don't wrong. know what he was thinking. I, I, I was, I was, I, guess, was um, I guess he was watching highlights of uh, when he dunked on that guy in, uh, in the Olympics. When he, he jumped like, over him, that was fire. I think Carter better than Wilkins. I think, I I, and I, I want to say Vince Carter only had 10 points in that game, too. So that's the funny <laughs> part. Wilkins, Wilkins has a scoring title. 
He right? does. Y'all knew that, right? He, Lennon uh, didn't know. Lennon didn't know. Man, what my thing is, man? You're on the radio, though, man. You in that booth. Look, man. Look. 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 It's Troy T. Troy. Man, don't ever put, hey, man. No, man. I'm not Troy. Oh, not, I, thought no. that was, I thought that was Troy. No. My bad, my bad, see, my bad. See, 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 that's your problem, man. You're thinking too much. You got to know, man. My bad, my bad, man. My bad. Look. You thought. Look. You thought. You thought. No. Look, 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 look. Get him. Look, look. Dominique. I thought he, I thought he had worse stats than Vince Carter. That's my bad. I admit when I was wrong. See, that's but those not, video but games. I'm not, but I'm not wrong a lot of the times. My shooting percentage is still in the 90s, so don't even do that. I'm not going to even let you oh, come, come for on, me man. like that. Hey, yeah, hey, my anyone, shooting percentage is in the 90s. You heard yesterday. Come on. You heard yesterday. You heard yesterday. Hey, you, hey, I, no, but hold on. When you talk, when you talk sports, you almost have to look at it from a batting average as a, a, a baseball player. You, I'm, I'm wrong 70 percent. I say I'm wrong 70 percent of the time, and, I, and I'm cool with that. Listen, I'm talking about you right 90 percent of the time. 90 percent of the time, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. About? You keep, you keep, you keep stat, you keep record, and we're gonna see. Because 90 percent, I'm shooting, I'm shooting 90 percent from the free throw line. You, know, you cannot, you cannot always use numbers like that and say this way is better. You got to put things in perspective. Hey, but hold on, I want to go back on Dominique Wilkins, man. One thing, uh, man, look at back, man. I wish he would have never signed with uh, Boston because right there, man, like, like when he got traded to uh, the Clippers, he was, like you said, no, I mean, he was still putting up points, man. Yeah. That year, the year the Hawks traded him, hey, man, that, that man, it was, you know, they, TBS used to show Hawks games, man. TBS used to show Hawks games. He was averaging was that, that um, 20, 29 points when the Hawks traded him. That's crazy. Hey, hey, man, hey, I'm talking about the Hawks were actually, they had safety argument, they had uh, – Mookie uh, Blaylock, I think, was a point guard, if I'm not mistaken. I think Kevin, Kevin Williams was still that. But, oh, they had a, a nice little – I thought they were going to make a nice little uh, playoff run. And then, boom, he gets traded for Danny Manning, which is – I'm not going to knock Danny Manning because he's from Hattiesburg, where people is. So, he has another Mississippians. I'm not going to knock him like that. But Danny Manning does not know Dominique uh, Wilkins. We know Kevin. Kevin. We know Vince Carter's not. But, look, y'all have a good one. We're going to see if I'm taking another L. We appreciate your call, as always. We appreciate everybody calling. Because I'm looking at his stats, Lennon, and you crazy, that, bro. That was a mistake. It was a crazy. Bad, this a bad man team. was averaging 30 with Jordan in the league. I thought I, 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 I was under the assumption about that he was third behind um, Jordan and Clyde Drexler. Because I know Clyde the Glide is, a, is, a, is, the, is the man. Yeah, but it's like I, I knew he... Tore his Achilles and then came back and still was balling. And I'm looking at this. So in 1996, 1997, he played for the Spurs at 37 years old and was still averaging 18 points. And look, I, and, and, and I was just born. Got to throw that out there, And we too. look at the 37-year-old Vince Carter. He was averaging 11 points. At, 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 at uh, what point? You talking about this with, at the same with, age? Yeah, at the same age. He was with the Dallas Oof. Mavericks. He was averaging 11 points. I was off He's on that never, one. He never was, he never missed a complete season. Dominique Wilkins had played in Greece and came back and was like, you know what, I'm 18 points on, on your head at 37.
Let me put some respect on on nickname. My my apologies. Thank that was you. that was wrong. Thank you. That was wrong. That I I'll, I'll attribute that to my youth, That's, my youthful vigor. You know what I'm saying? The human highlight reel. That was just, that was like what are you talking about? All right, I said I said it was a, a bad team. Bad team. Okay. You know where he was born? No, I do not. What was France? He? Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm. Was he born on a military base? Probably so. That's what it. it that's what I. Was. That's what I would yeah, assume. Probably was. Yeah. <laughs> I just know he was born in in, in uh, Paris. But, como ça va? Ça va bien. I know a little. I know a little something. I know a little something. Très mal, très mal, bird. But I speak more Spanish than uh, French. But you know, that's all I know. Uh, <laughs> you, playing around. We gotta pay some bills, man. When we come back, we're getting into some more sports talk after this break. Hold up, wait, ice skate. Hold up, wait, crime pay. Hold up, wait, slack, slack. Twenty cars, man, black. And we're back, we're back, we're back. It's your main man, Norman Lock, host of the Morning Lock-In, each and every Sunday morning, right here on ESPN 1420, ESPN 1420.com. <sighs> I watched another movie last night, man. Which one you watched last? I, I watched a good movie last night, but I've been I've been on my like watching 50s, 60s, and 70s movie kick to get my movie knowledge up. I watched Bullet last night with um what's this dude's name? Uh, uh with uh Steve McQueen. Okay, Bye. see, in the I had took a class on uh 50s, 60s movies, and it was um uh like uh what's it's the singing movies? What genre is that called? Oh, Musical. musicals. And I hate it. I, I, was, oh, I can't bro, hate it. I got an a. a. I'm, it's easy. A it was an English class. You need an English. You need so many English classes. Yeah. Hey, bro, I got it. <laughs> I can't. I cannot stand musicals. That's the genre. But I can watch if a musical's good. I'm not. I don't mind watching it. Okay, we got a caller. Let's see oh, what the okay, call. Let's okay, see what's, what's up? up. What's up? What's up? Hello. Yeah. Can you hear us? Hello. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we, we can hear you. You hear? You're on the air. Um, the, the governor changed the uh, capacity for sporting events. Do you know anything about the UL softball season ticket holders? Are we going to get mm. extra seats now? I know the, 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 he came out and talked at 1 p.m. today. UL, Raging Cajuns haven't put out an official statement yet. I will look for it tomorrow morning at some time. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. He, j he just announced it today, and I don't think it goes into effect until the end of this week. So they probably won't change anything this week, but you can be looking out right on ESPN1420.com for the news uh, sometime okay. in the morning or next week. All right. All right. Well, thank you. No problem. No problem. No problem. That's I'm, uh, hey, Texas is wide open. Texas City. Mm -hmm. Everybody's free to come in and go to their sporting events. But so... I was watching Rocky, right? And it made me think about Sylvester Stallone just in general. Mm-hmm. Is there any other movies that you like about Sylvester Stallone other than Rocky? Because I'm going to say I'm not a fan of any other movies. With Sylvester Stallone, that, that's not Rocky? Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I like Rambo. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Rambo. Um, let's see. Now you got me looking up Sly Stallone movies. I'm like, give me, give me like one. Second. I, ju I I'm just, I'm, you know, like, I'm okay with the Rockies. You know, Rambo wasn't that good to me. I mean, 
I think Sylvester's better than Arnold. I'll say that. He was, uh, I, I, and see, you know, you about to kick it off again. No, look, I think Sylvester's better than Arnold. I'm just being honest. I like Rocky. I like Rambo. I like Cobra. And I and I said the other day that uh, I like the Cobra. Wait, just let me say, let me be honest. I I said yesterday that our parents and all the old people who said the movies from the '80s and '90s were good were trash, and that's a fact. <laughs> I stand by that. But I liked Cobra. Uh, Tango and Cash was kind of corny, so I'm not gonna say that one. Um, and I liked Demolition Man with him versus Wesley Snipes. I did like so. You know, but Arnold does have Terminator, but that's it. Like, what else does Arnold have that's popping besides Terminator? No, see, you being disrespectful again. No, Lennon. I'm not. You, you being, being disrespectful, disrespectful again. So, so you, t- oh, I got you. I got you. You got Terminator. Fire. Okay. Okay. You got. Yeah. 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 No, no, you got the Predator series. I'm tripping. Now that that trumps that trumps Terminator for me. Predator over Terminator? Yes, that trumps him oh, for you. Oh, you are out your That mind. trumps him for oh, me. Oh, that trumps Sylvester because he got Predator and Terminator. That trumps him but for see, me. But see, I think Rambo is better than Predator, if I'm being honest. See, and you, you, you. That's where I'm at with it. And after, Pre- okay, what's after Predator? Because I gave you Cobra. What about Batman? I, wait, I know. I, wait, 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 wait. You're t- wait, let me just preface this. <laughs> but you're talking to the biggest Batman fan on the planet. And, mm-hmm. you, and you're talking to me about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Batman with the bat nipples on George Clooney. Bro, that's the worst Batman ever. Don't do that. Don't do I that. really like that Batman movie. That makes me judge your taste now. <laughs> that's the worst Batman movie of all time. I really like that Batman movie. The worst. The How wor- was it the worst? The worst. Bro, Batman had bat nipples. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about right now? Mr. Me? Freeze was a Did gangster. you see the Bane? Did you see the Bane? No, Bane was a gangster. You put that. No, no. <laughs> no he was bro. like Hulk. No, bro, that was trash. You tripping? You you don't, you don't. Ninety-seven. You was just born. I was born in ninety-four, and I'm a fan of all. I've watched all Batman's multiple times. That Batman is trash. All right, welcome. Your last caller, three o'clock hour. Sylvester Stallone on a Schwarzenegger. Oh, they both great, but Cobra is underrated, though. That's what I'm talking about. See, thank you. I told. Look. Yeah, Cobra was cold-blooded. That's what I'm saying. I mean. Cobra was all his movies were great, man. But the movie he you the just movie, like he had the aviator glasses movie, on. His most over underrated movie that don't really get no props. I don't know why it don't because it's involving the kids. But his overrated, the most underrated movie of his is, is over the top. Mm. He was a truck driver, and his kid was his kid. You know, was like with the mom and with the uh, yeah. Was, that was like the most underrated movie because, like I said, dealing with the kids, dealing with real life situations at home. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, look at it through the bigger picture, man. You know what I'm saying? So, look, I'm with you. Look at it a little bit and go look at that movie and tell me that's not a great film. You know what I'm saying? So, that's one of his most underrated films, but that, I mean, they're all were great and all the Schwarzenegger, Terminator, and everything. And him, he, he also, the one nobody really talks about is like Commando. Yeah, that's like true. Commando was a great movie. You know what I'm saying? That was, everybody make a big deal about Terminator. But once, after Terminator 2, Three became okay, but after that, man, I'm I'm, I mean, I'm dying on that Batman Hill. Y'all tripping? That Batman mean, yeah. and Robin was a good movie. Horrible, bro. That was a good movie. Oh yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, Batman. Which one are you talking about, dude? The one, the one with, with uh, he see, was Iceman. He, he asked ice. which one you talking about. He was Mister no, Freeze. Wait, let me see. The one with George Clooney. Oh, you talking about the one with uh with George Clooney? When George, George Clooney, huh? Yeah, that's the one he oh, talking that about. Was trash, <laughs> you 
was horrible. Now I'm gonna have to go rewatch it. I'm gonna have to go rewatch it. I'm gonna have to go rewatch it. That movie was horrible. No, stop that, dog. No, come on now. So, so kindergarten cop wasn't fire. No, kindergarten cop was fire. No. You watch Richard Pryor movies, man? Yes, I've seen some. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I mean, yeah. Look at some real actor, a real actor, you know, like one of the greatest of all time. Nobody talks about also maybe the best of all time. You know what I'm saying? The first one to play three or four guys in one movie. That's the guy right there. Check him out, man. Wait, wait, so, so you saying Richard Richard Pryor is the best comedian with movies? Well, I'm not gonna. Say, yeah, say I just, I just had to, I just had to ask. Because Eddie, Eddie's run. I'm going to have Eddie's run from the 80s. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Before you mention Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy is great. All time great. But you got to remember, my man. Eddie Murphy get everything he got. Oh, from Richard, 100%. No, I know. I know that for a fact. Eddie and all that. But his idol was Richard and Red Fox and those guys. So, you know, he gets his stuff, his creativity and everything from that guy. Richard Pryor was the guy. Richard Pryor never Trust put out an album. Everything. Richard Pryor never put out an uh, album. I don't care if he ain't put it. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about on TV. I'm talking about on TV. TV, Richard Pryor is one of the best of all time, my man. And one of his movies, too, one of his greatest films of all time. You got to look at it. Like I see, you got to really look at it and know what you're looking at. Busting Loose. Mm, uh, I watched that with my grandpa. That's a good movie. Yeah, now I know if you look at that, Norm, that's a great film, my man, especially from the start. You look at it and you realize what happened until the end when it all breaks down to the end and you realize what really went on. That's a powerful, touching film, my man. That cat made some great films back in the day. But, you know, a lot of things, you know, back in the day, they were making the money they made today. They get the publicity. He was one of the first, you know, one of the few blacks on TV that would get to say certain things that you can't really say and stuff like that. You know, so Richard Pryor was a dog, man. I'm serious. Grease Lightning. You got to go back and look at everything. You know, Anywhere Ways Up, The Toy. I mean, he made The Mac. You ever seen The Mac, Norm? I've seen The Mac. That's a classic. You that did? Is, All yeah. right. Uh, and, I, I, and then I like when he you know get, I like when he get with, with so, Eddie with Batman Harlem Nights. Robin, uh, Charles Coon, you must be crazy. Get out of here with that old uh, stuff. Get back to the old school, Norm. Get to the old school, Norm. You from New Orleans, man? So Batman and Robin, what's wrong with you? Hey, we was talking. <laughs> we gotta take a break. <laughs> hey, side note. Vampire, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn was trash. Yeah, it was. And wait, one more side note. Me and me and Scott last night on Twitter discovered that Quinn Snyder looks like some the coach. If you you're a fan of Heat, he looks like one of Wayne Grove's best friends. Or from The Dark Knight, he looks like the bank collector that has the shotgun when when Jared when uh Heath Ledger's robbing the bank in the beginning. The, uh, I think his name is William Fletcher or something like that. I'm, I'm I might be missing, but he's the dude who comes in like, "What's up, punk? You're not gonna rob us." And it's, it's the dude who's stopping each leather. Dude looks just like Quinn Snyder. And yeah, we'll, we'll pay some bills now. <laughs>
And we're back, we're back, we're back. It's your main man, Norman Locke, host of the Morning Lock in each and every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 1420. And if you're listening to ESPN 1420 live on your desktop or mobile device via our mobile app and you're connected in your cars and on your smart speakers, it's brought to you by Champagne Market in the All Center. Champagne, it going an extra mile, man. What's up, Lennon? Not much, brother, not much. Cooling, cooling. Now, before we get into this basketball, uh, just because we got a special guest coming up. Yes, yes, yes. Just wanted to to get your thoughts on Ricky Williams. What about Ricky Williams? You know, Ricky was one of the most, I'll say, prolific draft choices in Saints history. True. And recently he was on the Club Shay Shay podcast with um, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. And... He gave some crazy stories. And one of the crazy stories is, and it made me think of you, Lenny. <laughs> of me, okay. It made me think of you because we you remember a couple of weeks ago we was talking about being that rebound. Okay. Okay. And you was you 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 put yourself and be vulnerable on the on the air. Always, man. I always give I always give the callers a hundred percent of me. You know what I'm saying? So Matt uh Ricky Williams went on to say the reason or the or the or how he got introduced to marijuana was his girlfriend cheated on him at Texas mm. with the backup quarterback. Mm. I feel for him. He said that he went to her house to drop some things off, and he noticed the quarterback car in the driveway. Mm. Mm. Tragic. <laughs> He said he was about to lose his mind. He said another teammate grabbed him, brought him to back to the crib. He said he couldn't sleep. He was just his mind was just racing. The guy pulled out a joint and told him, "Hit this. <laughs> Relax your mind." <laughs> and he said he'd been hooked ever since. <laughs> so who do you blame? The girlfriend mm. or the friend? I don't blame the friend. <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame the friend. Look, at some point you gotta. Nah, I can't. I can't say what I really want to say. I'd go cry, go ham. But look, man, the girlfriend cheated on him. When, when are we gonna? When are we gonna hold cheaters accountable? And that's both men and women. The men, the the men Jezebel and the women Jezebel. Like if y'all being if y'all being men and women of the night, and you're cheating on your faithful. Loyal companion. He's about to be a top five draft pick. Problems. That's messed up. And 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 the men of the night, the women of the night, need to be held accountable. So my question is: Are you that good friend? Because I, what I took from the story is that friend saved his career. Because if he was that distraught and upset, he could have did something that night yeah. that, that that he might still would be in prison for. That he would regret. See, I am the. Fr- are you? So you asking me? Am I the friend that you call in those situations? Yes. I am the friend that when one of my homies goes through a breakup, I'm the friend that's like, "Yo, we going out." Okay. <laughs> I'm take, okay. I'm taking you out, and I'm trying to make you find you a new honey. Now, not necessarily a relationship, just something to ease your mind and get your mind off of these things. I'm that friend. Also, now, if you really need the emotional guy, because I, I don't believe in astrology and none of that, but I am a cancer, and they do say we're emotional. So I am the, <laughs> I am the guy that you can call, and I will always listen to you. I'm, I'm the guy that when all my friends are sad, they can call me if they're, if they're depressed, and, I, and I'll give them an open ear with no judgment. 
I am that friend. But when it comes to breakups, I don't like to do that because I'm like, nah, dog, that's not worth it. Like, she did that to you. Let's go Let's go find something new. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's go find something new. We're not going to hang on to the past. But I, I'm I'm anti-cheaters. Anti-anti-cheaters. Okay, okay. Let's let's take the call in and see what the call think about this. Uh, what you think about this Rick and Williams story? Interesting. Uh, yeah, part of me wants to blame the backup quarterback. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you got, yeah. I got to blame him. Like, you knew yeah. that was your star running back's girlfriend. You knew that. And you still yeah. went, you went backdoored him. That's what I call backdoor. You went through the back. And if that was his friend, right. like, that's breaking bro code on so many levels. Oh, absolutely. So many levels. I mean, the girl, she was also obviously a cancer, so it's the best thing for him that he caught her. But, man, that's, that's on the backup quarterback, you know, in my opinion. I like that. But, I'm changing but, it from you, the, from the you, woman to the backup quarterback. I'm with you. I like that. Awesome. Good deal. Look, man, I don't know how, how much y'all know about the Rocky story and what Sylvester Stallone went through to – to get that, uh, you know, on the big screen, but it's incredible, man. An expiring actor, uh, had no really opportunities and with movies and whatnot. Actually, did like some soft porn, if I'm not Whoa. mistaken. Whoa, soft, Sylvester! Soft. No, 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 no. This no, dude is actually, he's absolutely right because Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky, and he is 100% right about the story of how Rocky got made. Sylvester Stallone dude, went through so many so, hurdles. He was taking yeah, real punches. He was, uh, like, he, like, everything about Rocky is so inspirational. That's why he won the Oscar because it was like. It is, it I didn't a, know he was, he, he had an OnlyFans account in the, in the 70s or the 80s. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it would be compared no, man, to Skinner so like, Max. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But look, man, like nobody wanted to give him a shot because he has like a, you know, he's part of his his face is paralyzed. Okay, that's why he kind of talks a little Facts. funny. All right, and um, he was desperate, homeless, sold his dog, his best friend. <laughs> no, this man is <laughs> telling the truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this happened yesterday. Uh, look, Okay, hold on. He sold his dog. He sold the dog. How much you getting for the dog? Needed... Dude, not much, okay? <laughs> but uh, a, a, a movie, um, not a, God, I can't think of the word, man, like a, like a production company, whatever, wanted to buy the rights for the film. And they offered him at the time a few hundred thousand dollars. Facts. Which is, today's money is like, you know, a little over a million. You know, I read something very recently about this. And uh, he said no. He said, I will do this if you let me do the lead role and everything. And I don't know if he directed it or not. He may have directed He didn't it, direct the first but... one. He directed the second and all the rest through. Okay. So they said, go kick rocks. And he said, all right, I'm taking my story. I, I believe in myself. I believe in my story. I'm going to do it my way. Finally came about where he, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a production company gave him the opportunity to to be the main role, do it his way, and, I mean, the rest is history. It's, it's created such a franchise. He has made money hand over fist yep. off of Rocky, and it's all because of just believing in yourself, man. You bet on Not himself. Maybe selling yourself short and, and having the end game. So, man, I used to, as a kid, I would have been like Schwarzenegger all day. But honestly, man, after reading about Sly and all that, Dude, I gotta give I gotta give the the props to Rocky. Yeah, um, there we go. On 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 the two, 
But, man, good stuff, guys. But, look, read up on that. He ended up buying his dog back. He bought his dog back from the person. <laughs> for, I swear to God, for a lot more money. And the dog was in the movie. The dog's jogging with him in Rocky. It's like that boxer slash something. It's, you know, it's just some dog. Oh, I know. Okay, wait. But, yeah, in Rocky, too. That, that, he 100% no, has a dog. I think. I think it's even in Rocky. No, he doesn't have a dog in Rocky also. I don't uh, I'm gonna have to read back and watch that. I'm not I know he has one in two, but you are yeah. absolutely right. I'm gonna try to have to look for this article because Sylvester and Stallone look, really is the man. Oh, there we go. Moral, moral moral of the story, believe in yourself, man. And whatever it is you're trying to achieve, don't sell yourself short. And look what happened, man. He's made a franchise and just like a, he he built his whole career off of that. Yep. So a little bit of uh a little bit of Tuesday inspiration, boys. Y'all have a good one. You have a good one. I appreciate that, Carla, because I'm a big movie guy, and I and I did know the Sylvester Stallone story, but I will look for that article because I'm always interested in reading more on some of our great movie stars, writers, directors, because, like, you know, I'm inspired for something like that. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, I, and I love, I'm a big movie guy, so I appreciate that. And Norm got me hyped. Uh, uh. <laughs> Bro, I'm still joked that the, he sold his he sold dog. dog. yeah. No, but it's like, it wasn't no fancy dog. So, <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out he, he had to get some he type was of hustling. Paper. Yeah, man, bro. man, he because he is like, so if you doing you you in Sojo, you know, in our age right now, if you sell your PlayStation, you hitting rock bottom. That's up bottom. You sell your PlayStation, you hitting rock bottom as a as a uh, a young male right That's now. That's that is a fact. No, because you're not even getting that much for it. No, you're getting you're like getting 20 bucks. Nah, 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 nah. For a PS4? You got to go to a pawn. You got to go to a pawn. Not a pawn. You got to go to a pawn. <laughs> it's on your mind. You got to go to a pawn shop. You can't go to GameStop because GameStop gives doesn't give you the right prices. But if you go to a pawn shop, you should get anywhere between $100 and $200. And see, that's not enough for me. No, it's not. I got too much memories. I, and then your PlayStation, when you bought it, originally cost like $500. Yeah, see, I can't do it. So... He had to hit rock bottom to sell his dog to where it's like... Uh, is that, is that the 90s the... equivalent, the 80s yeah. equivalent of selling your PlayStation? <laughs> selling your dog? <laughs> like, I got it. Man, old yellow gotta go. Who got $3? Who got... I know he ain't selling for no more than 10 bucks, bro. That's what I'm trying to see in the 80s was 10 bucks to, like, to keep the lights on. Look, he, had to get how... to, he had to get a taxi to get to, to, get to the studio, bro. He to... Man, he lying. I got him calling Cap on that story. Man, to sell that dog. That dog ran away. And he found somebody else's dog and bought the dog. I'm calling Cap. That was that airboard dog that got hit and ran away. <laughs> I'm calling Cap. This is our last call before we take a break again into NBA politics. What you did Rocky really sell his dog? Oh, y'all crazy. <laughs> y'all crazy. For real, y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. <laughs> man, they saw that dog. <laughs> that dog left. He just trying to boost up them book and them story yeah. sales, man. Man, I sell he, no dog. Yeah, I think he sold buckers, though. Yeah, I think he sold buckers. He did. Find the person Adrian who bought him, it. Adrian gave him buckers on part one and everything, and I think and things got bad on part two after he made the commercial, and the commercial didn't want to go through because Rock could barely read and stuff. So I think, he, I think he had to wind up. I think he had to give up Buckers on that one. Yeah, I think he gave. But I don't think he sold I think he gave Buckers away. I don't think he Man, sold Buckers. Find cool. me the person who bought Buckers. Oh, cool, yeah. I need That's to cool. find who bought Buckers. 
one of my favorite lines on that though with uh on Rock though with Mick used to get on, you know, Mick used to get on him all the time. So he aggravate Mick for every little thing. Mick had a short patience sometimes, you know. And uh well, yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> you want y'all crazy. I'm going to let y'all go, man. Bye. Hey, Rocky. I Rocky and it. that dog from, from Airbud won, bro. Both <laughs> mysteriously disappeared in the filming of movies. That's all I got to say, man. We got to pay some bills. I'm saying, I'm saying, that's the funniest stuff alive, man. This man, so, Adrian, dog for sale. Adrian, Adrian, dog for sale. I wish I, wish I could do the Stallone voice, man. I really do. Man, I wish I could, too, so I could sell a dog on, on the corner. Bro. That's just so like funny. the call, man, you got to bet in yourself. I like that. I like that. Hey, Tuesday man. inspiration. We might have to bring that, bring that, bring that around. I'm, I'm going to sell somebody dog. That's what I'm going to do. This dude, dude is a fool, bro. This but dude is a we fool. need to talk about NBA and this Pelicans. Yeah, that's that's there. Oh, we, we got, got a, a we we got a special guest. Yes, we do. And talk to talk to some basketball with us. Introduce him. Uh, 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 he calls in quite often when we when we do Pelicans. We have two people when it comes to Pelicans. One is Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans. But today we got my guy, host of the In the Know podcast and writer for Bourbon Street Shots. We have my guy Shamit Dua on the line. Shamit, how you doing, brother? Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Doing, doing well, good, man. Doing, good, man. doing well. Look, Schmidt, we got to start off. Yesterday was a bit... Okay, wait, let me ask you this. Am I am I crazy for being hype about yesterday's win? No, of course not. They beat, a, they beat the best team in the NBA. Uh, they put on a show. Zion and all of them, actually, they scored a ton of points in the paint, the most since the last 25 years uh, against the Jazz team. It was it was a good win. You should be hyped. One hundred percent. Now now let's get into it. Like you said, it was it was spectacular. They only scored eleven threes. The first time it's been done in like this new era in a while, which means they were doing everything in the paint. I want to ask you before we get to Zion, Brandon Ingram, because this was a hot topic on our show yesterday about Lonzo Ball. What did you think of his performance yesterday? No, oh, he was he was 
fantastic. For about a month, maybe a month and a half, he's been the Pelicans' third best player by far. He's been steady in his outside shooting. He's been taking on tough defensive assignments. And last night, you know, he was putting all that together, scoring the ball. Um, he was taking it to the paint. It wasn't just him getting hot from three. It wasn't him making seven threes or eight threes. You know, he was getting to the rim and scoring the ball in the paint, which is a big deal for him. And his mid-range jumper was going. He he looked well. Now, I'm going to ask you this because I saw this going on Pelican's Twitter. It's been a conversation that's been rumblings, but these rumblings are getting louder. We've talked about this with you on this show before. How, where do you stand right now in the pay Lonzo meter? Does he get paid from the Pelicans, or is it still looking to get paid from someone else? Well, I mean, I think that's two different questions. For me, it's still trade him while he has value. I wrote an article about this. Um, it came out today, so if you guys want to check that <laughs> out, it's on my timeline. Drop it. Drop, uh, it, drop it to the name. Wyatt. Drop it to the name. Yeah, at Fear the Brown. It's on my timeline, and it looks at rebuilding mistakes that teams have made when they aren't quite good yet. You know, there's been bad teams all throughout NBA history, and when they're in the process of trying to get good, one of the mistakes those teams make is they overpay role players when they're still a bad team. They're paying for the privilege of keeping that bad team intact. And it almost always ends up biting them um, very quickly, you know. And the two examples I use are the Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings. The Nuggets, they overpaid Gary Harris when they were a bad team. They ended up becoming good later. But in less than a year since they paid Gary Harris, they had to attach first-round picks to move contracts because Gary Harris's contract was so big. And they drafted some people like Malik Beasley who ended up glued to the bench because they had Gary Harris in front of them. And you can't bench your $84 million guy to play, you know, a a young player that's in their second or third year. And they ended up trading Malik Beasley um, for pennies because they didn't, they didn't want to pay him because they were paying Gary Harris. And so, you know, when you're in situations like this and the Kings did the same thing with Buddy Heald, they were a bad team they ended up paying Buddy Heald almost $100 million. They, why? You know, I mean, he's a good player, but when you overpay role players on a bad team, all you're doing is making that bad team more expensive. Mm. So how do you feel about Steven Adams' contract? Oh, I don't feel good about it at all. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just... Um, I'm, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm not... A, I, I wasn't a big fan of, of trading for a center, uh, uh, giving a first-round pick up for a center and then immediately extending him. Uh, said that they can't shoot. Uh, I'm, I've been historically against spending large assets on on those one-dimensional big men, and so I, I maintain the Pelicans would have been better off if they went in a different direction um, than Stephen Adams. And I think that's, you know, it's not quite the same mistake as you know it would be uh, overpaying to keep on the ball because you know you're bringing Stephen Adams in from the outside. This is you know, keeping what you already have and just paying them more. Uh, it's slightly different, but it's it's not dissimilar in the fact that you're a bad team and you went ahead and invested um, in a pricey role player before finding out you were good, you know? 100%. Now, 
let's let's transition into into our guys on because it could be said. I saw a lot of people tweeted you. Uh, Rob Perez, Worldwide Wob. I saw like a bunch of people talking about it, but Zion might have played his best quarter as a pro yesterday. What did you think? And I believe that was the third quarter of the game against the Jazz. What did you think of Zion Williamson's performance? And you can go into specifics about that quarter if you want, but let's just talk about our franchise player, how he's become the star of the league. Yeah, and, you know, his performance, specifically that quarter, was jaw-dropping, you know. He, he he came out the quarter, uh, you know, he got a couple quick buckets. He's like, okay, yeah, you know, Zion's going well, and then he just completely took over. And that's really special to watch when Zion is 20 years old and he's doing against a two-times defensive player of the year, an all-star, and he's an all-NBA center in Rudy Gobert. You know, that, that's the best defensive center in the league, and Zion's going through him like he's paper. Mm-hmm. And and that's what makes it special. And you're like, okay, well, if the best defensive player in the league uh, is struggling this much with Zion, who really has an answer for him? And we kind of saw that with uh, the Spurs tilted their whole defense, their entire team to stop at Zion. And he still put up like 24 and 14 and five assists. You know, he still had a really good night. And that's kind of like the making of a superstar when, you know, your the opponent is tilting their whole defense against stopping you and, and you're still getting the job done. You know, it's, it's still a regular night at the office for you. My question is, can Lonzo Ball do this consistently? That's my problem with Lonzo. Can he attack, be aggressive, uh, shoot these mid-ranges consistently? And what are your thoughts on his ability to take this game and make it consistent? Well, that's been the question that's plagued him his whole career. And and frankly, you know, if he, if he is consistent up until the trade deadline and he isn't moved – it's probably what's going to earn him a lot of money this summer. Um, you know, if if, if he reverts back to missing shots and uh, not getting to the rim, then people are like, okay, well, he was just hot for a month, month and a half. But, you know, if this if this is the Lonzo that continues, and, and, you know, with the type of shots that he's getting and the way he's playing, there's no reason to, to say that it, it can't continue. You know, I don't believe that he's going to be a 45%, 50% three-point shooter for the rest of his career. That would be... Um, that would be unreasonable to expect, but there's no reason, you know, he can't be like 37%, 39%, maybe even 40%. You know, he's getting wide open looks, but there will come a time then where defenses, if if he's that threat that his numbers say he is, they will key in on him and how he responds is going to be important. 100%. And, And, you know, that's my biggest, my biggest issue with Lonzo Ball on his team. And I keep telling Lennon, He's basically a three-point shooter specialist on the Pelicans right now, and I think that he needs to be more consistent if the Pelicans are going to pay upwards of $20 million for a specialist. And I I just don't see it happening, and I I, I hope the best. I want him to be the third guy in this this young group that we have with the Pelicans, but I just don't see it. Um, I'm happy for the game last night, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for me, it keeps coming back to how good the Pelicans are. If the Pelicans were a contender right now, you know, the, I would say, yes, re-sign Lonzo Ball because he's a key part of your good team. You know, he's every team needs a guy that can play defense and knock down open shots. You know, if Lonzo was on the broken nets right now, you know, how good would he be? You know, they need a guy just like him. But the fact of the matter is the Pelicans aren't good right now, and – if they're doubling Lonzo's salary, 
or even more, then their avenues to become even better get smaller. And so that's the challenge they're up against. It's not just about, hey, Lonzo, is, is Lonzo a good player? Is he going to be consistent? Should we pay him? It's, is Lonzo a good player? Is he going to be consistent? Should we pay him? And is that going to end up biting us in the future when we try to make future deals, flexibility, or we're right up against the luxury tax? That's kind of the long-term picture there. And see, for me, right, uh, I'm, 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 not, I'm transitioning from Lonzo Ball. I see one glaring issue on the Pelicans among the many of what needs to be corrected and corrected as soon as possible. It's got to be the play of Eric Bledsoe. And I do not like when we play through him on the plays where it's we pass to uh, Lonzo may bring it up, B.I. may bring it up. They pass the ball to Eric Bledsoe, and then we get some handoff pick and roll with Zion where he never gives the ball to Zion. Instead, he either drives, shoots a floater, a jump shot, or passes it to Steven Adams who isn't ready. Uh, am, am I being too harsh on Eric Bledsoe? Uh, I see where you're coming from, definitely. You know, I, I do think that he gets probably a little bit more hate than he deserves on, on Twitter. Um, but I, I see the frustration from him, and I see the desire to want more from him because I think, I think that's very real. Um, I think at the same time you do need to keep him involved in the offense because, you know, if, he, if he's just a standstill guy, defenses are not going to respect it. So you need to get him involved in some actions, get him going to the basket, some see if he can create something going downhill. Um, and it kind of sucks to say, but, you know, the the games where he's more involved in offense are kind of games where he puts more effort on defense. And so that's another reason to do it. But also if you if you have any hope of ever wanting to trade him in the future, you kind of got to keep him involved. If you kind of bury him or take him away um, from the starting lineup or do any of that, you know, teams are just not going to want that contract. And so it's it's a tough balance. Um, I get it. You know, I, I get why people would rather want, rather play Kyra Lewis, rather play Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, but also Stan Van Gundy just kind of trusts um, Bledsoe to not mess up as much as those guys. And, you know, he's he's been fine. He hasn't been all all defense worthy. I don't think he's been absolutely terrible. I think he's just been fine, and fine isn't good enough for this team. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and speaking on that about Kyra Lewis getting more minutes or Nikhil Alexander Walker, how do you feel about? Because this has happened, I believe, for the past three to four, maybe even five games now, where Stan Van Gundy has dropped his his uh, lineup down to eight man rotation. How do you feel about that? Is that the Pelicans saying, okay, we're trying to win now? And, and, and when I say win now, I mean, I don't necessarily mean compete for a championship, obviously. I mean uh, compete for that playing game spot in the playoffs. So, so when, he's, when he's playing an eight-man rotation, his priority is to win that game in that moment. Uh, they're, you know, they're, there's only a couple more games until they have a week-long break, so Stan's probably not worried about running them too ragged at the moment. You know, he's like, okay, you got a couple games. Let's close these out on a good note. Their schedule after the break is a little bit tough, especially going into the trade deadline. Uh, they play a lot, of, a string of good teams. And so it's it's easy to kind of try to bank in the wins now. Um, as far as development, uh, you would like for them to, to get their young uh, lottery player and young um, non-lottery players as well in, in Akil Alexander-Walker, uh, some minutes in real game time situations, the more and more you do that, the better idea you have of them as prospects and, and what you need to do with their future. But, you know, something I think fans tend to overlook is 99% of player development 
happens outside the game. You know, these guys, if you ever go to the game, uh, two hours before tip-off, you're going to see all these guys that aren't starters, you know, all these end-of-the-bench guys working their tail off with the assistant coaches and staffers. You know, they're often playing three-on-three or four-on-four, maybe even five-on-five, depending on, you know, if they got enough staffers in town or some G League players in town. Um, You know, these guys are working their tail off and oftentimes they've, they've had a full day's worth of workouts before the game even starts. And I think they even mentioned that the other night where, where when Nelly played a bunch of minutes against Boston to close the game, they're like, yeah, this, this dude like worked out for two hours before the game. And then he played, you know, like 30 minutes in a, in a row without subbing. Um, so there's a lot of development that happens behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, and I think people should keep that in mind when, when evaluating these guys. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, where I want to go now is what? What should because Zion has made comments about them being on the cusp, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. He's made comments of them being on the cusp. How do you feel about Zion's comments about that? Do you feel the Pelicans are are right there on that line to becoming a winning team? I still think they need to have more discipline on defense and more consistency. But do you see the pathway to what he was telling the media? Yeah, I see where he's coming from. And obviously, as a player, you have to be optimistic in your your own abilities as well as your own teammates' abilities, right? If you if you don't believe you're on the cusp, you don't believe you're good, you're just going to go into games and get, get destroyed because, you know, this is the best basketball league in the world. You, you have to have that kind of belief in yourself. But uh, I do see where he's saying because the Pelicans' offense right now is absolutely historic. They're, they're putting up a top-10 offense of all time, all time right now. Uh, and so if they can get literally anything going on defense, their defense is that bad. They can get literally anything going on defense and have that trending towards average. They're going to be a very, very dangerous team. So I, I completely understand what Zion is saying. These, you know, they, they put up almost 130 points last night and they only took 11 threes. Yeah. And that's, that's how deadly their offense is. If they, if they can get stops on any kind of, regular basis, any kind of consistent basis, that's that's a very dangerous team. So what what are your thoughts against this Bulls matchup coming up tomorrow, rematch against the Bulls where Zach Levine lit us up? Do you think <laughs> – I mean, I, I, so the reoccurring joke that I have is for every uncontested three the Pelicans give up, I take a shot of Crown Royal. As you can expect, it's a lot of games I ain't make it past halftime. <laughs> you, I'm surprised you're still alive, man. That's what alcohol poison uh, is a fact. <laughs> right? No, you. It's Zach Levine has had an unbelievable year this year. First time All Star, but he's playing much better than an All Star. At least playing at an All NBA level. And you know the shots that he was hitting against the Pelicans. I think he dropped what 46 on them last time. Yeah, yeah. those are unbelievable. You know, like hand in the face shots, like you know, hitting step backs and stuff. So you got to hope one, not two. You know, you, you got to do something to make him uncomfortable, right? If he if he's getting in that groove, you know, like running through some hard screens, you know, uh, make him make him fight. Put on him defense. on the ground. Got to get him right. Get 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 him uncomfortable. Make him feel you every single possession. So you know that you're not going to be able to stop good players every single night, but you can make life difficult for them. And outside of Levine, they really don't have that many good players. And he kind of makes everything go for them. So last time the Pelicans were unable to put out the Levine fire and then struggling to put out everyone else because they were trying to constantly account for Levine. And this time I think they should just focus on the head of the snake and let everything else come. 
100%. The final question we want to ask you, Shamir, before we get you up out of here. There's been a lot, a, a, a mixed review of the Pelicans in crunch time. What has been your opinion of the crunch time play from Brandon Ingram, from Zion, and is that something the Pelicans should be worried about? Worry is probably a strong word. I I think one they are a, they are dependent on their roster construction, right? And so. No one's looking at the Pelicans roster and thinking, man, this is one of the best rosters in the league. No. If 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 those two guys had a little bit more space to operate with, uh, their numbers probably look better, particularly Brandon Ingram's. Um, you know, if there's a better point guard than, than Eric Bledsoe on the team, their numbers probably look better. You know, it's, it's a big difference when Chris Paul is your crunch time point guard than when Eric Bledsoe is your crunch time point guard. Right. Um, and and so in you know in fairness to to Zion and Brandon Ingram they don't they don't have that but you also can't overlook the fact that you know it's year five of Brandon Ingram and he struggled with his decision making period in the clutch his whole career um, he hasn't been effective in terms of making those shots it's like a career thirty three thirty five percent shooter in the clutch um, he's, he's turning the ball over at at a higher rate than you'd like and so part of this is you know growing with his growing with his um pains but part of it is that that needs to be a bigger focus on one i think giving zion the ball more letting him be let him be the decision maker rather than ingram and let ingram attack off of the attention that zion creates i agree and again this is where we're having that point guard that elite point guard who creates for others and makes Ingram's job easier. So he has easier shots to take rather than, you know, Ingram trying to attack a set defense every single time. That's where that comes in. So again, it's an improved roster will help, but also kind of redefining Ingram's role in, in those situations where he doesn't have to take the burden upon himself to make everything happen. 100%. Thank you as always, Schmidt. We appreciate you coming and tapping in with us as always. Tell the people where they can follow you at on social media, where they can get your podcast and your uh, written content for Bourbon Street Shots. Yep. You can follow me at Fear the Brown on Twitter. Just put out an article today about Lonzo uh, and not just Lonzo, but the Pelicans future in general. Make sure you check that out. And then that's on com. Also host a podcast called In the Know. Check it out. 100%. Thank you, Shamit. We appreciate you coming in with us as always. Love talking to Shamit, man. Ah, always. He's giving the insight, man. That's what we need now. And, and I like the fact that we always supporting the local Pelicans journalists. Yeah, those are my the guys. National, the national media, they don't they don't really watch all the Pelicans games. They, they, they catch the highlights. They look at the, the box score. And they, they try they, to make assumptions based on the box score. And and all they're going to say is Zion is this. Zion is that. Like, watch the game. Watch the game, exactly. Why don't you read some of these guys' articles? They cover the they cover these guys every day. And that's why I always look to highlight my guys like Schmidt, like Jake. And they and they do the same for me. They've, they've helped me out tremendously through my career. So it's only my job. It's only my right to pay them back. But... Let's get into, let's wait till after this next break. We got to pay some bills. And I'm going to get on you about Lonzo. Yeah. Because I, I was civil. I was civil, I was too. civil. But we, I'm going to get on you we, about we Lonzo. We had to let our guests speak. And then there's questions from Troy Thibodeau. I got to answer about the duo. He tweeting at us on Twitter. We're going to get into the Pelicans. We're going to break it down Norman Lynn style right after this.
And we're back, we're back, we're back. It's your main man, Norman Lock, host of the Morning Lock-In, each and every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. Lennon. What's up, my brother? The Pelicans. Name a, name a worse duel. That's so disrespectful. And that's why I asked Shemit, someone with, someone that you could you could say, you may not want to believe me, but he does this like you say for a living. He, he covers the Pels. Even though you may not believe me, I watch the Pels every night. I do analytical deep dives on the Pelicans, but don't believe me. Listen to what the man says. That is that is egregious to say that the the worst closing time duo in basketball history. I think that that's that's absurd, ignorant. When you look at teams like the Thunder, when you look at teams like the Spurs, when you look at teams like the Atlanta Hawks, this duo is growing. This duo is constantly getting better. The problem is Zion's not getting the ball enough. And once that happens, this duo will be much better in clinch time. And the thing is, they got the dub last night. If they didn't get a dub, maybe I'd be more willing to hear this comment. But at this point, that comment is just radio noise. Radio silence. Mm. Troy, he's sending smoke, Troy. He's sending smoke. Got to. Got to keep it a beam. Okay, all right. Got to, got to. Now, other random. Are you not Are you not paying? Wait, 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 wait. Are you not going to give Lonzo Ball credit for the game he played last night? Would we, okay, this is how I, I look at it. Do you ever pat? A fish on the back for swimming. That's so disrespectful. I'm just asking. Like I've never, I've never walked up to the aquarium and like, you know what, y'all fish are fishing. That y'all but fish see, okay, are doing, that's the, the, doing case, the thing, man. But okay, okay, wait. That, if that's the case, then we shouldn't pat Zion on the back. We shouldn't pat Bernie Zion on the back. Zion do what he does. But this Lonzo Ball, I've been telling you, has the ability to do. I'm of a different one belief. One time, this I can't, I can't, I can't congratulate him. Look at the past month. I can't. No, 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 Look no. At the past We've month. looked up the stats. We we pulled up the stats. Look for at the, the past month. The I first. even had Schmidt to say it. The past month, he's been the Pelicans' third best player. Last night was hitting mid ranges. He was aggressive last night, and you cannot deny the clamps, last the defensive night. clamps. It's he no put defensive on clamps. I'm watching Donovan Michael Mitchell. Conley. Michael he was Conley going was Donovan Mitchell. Man, he's going Donovan Mitchell. I see Michael yeah. Conley cooking it up on. That's him. Eric, blame Eric Bledsoe. Blame Eric Bledsoe for that. The, Lonzo was clamping Donovan Mitchell, and tomorrow when you see Lonzo clamp Zach Levine, I, I just want I just you want called some the clamps last time, and he put forty six on our head. We gonna see. I, I'm saying oh, I'm saying thirty five now. I'm saying he giving, he giving Lonzo, Lonzo thirty five. 35. Giving Lonzo anywhere Burton, between 20 and 26 points. Because Lennon Bird, that's still all star stats. 
Because Lennon Burton said that Zach Levine was going to get clamped up by Alonzo last time, and he put 46. He getting clamped. Look, see, I haven't broken out a guarantee, but just wait tomorrow. Just wait tomorrow for the Pelicans game. I'm going to give a guarantee about Alonzo Ball clamping up Zach Levine. Lennon's broken, y'all. That's a, that's the truth. You got to get that man, Lonzo Ball, the benefit of the doubt, and his con- his grade A congratulations for how he played a complete game. Attacking the rim, shooting the mid-range, hitting the three, being their third best player, and getting everybody involved. Bravo, Lonzo. You got a fan over here in Lafayette. Fan or a stand? Not a stand. No, you a stand. I'm not a stand. You a stand. No. Because when he stinks it up, I'm honest. You know where to be found. I'm honest. I'm when he play these bulls <laughs> and he got this 12 points, four assists. When he's eight foot when he's when he's four for eight. And if that happens, I'm gonna come on here and say, this is why you can't pay him. And I'm, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still I'm gonna not. I'm gonna put on the clown face as my profile picture. If he don't show up against the Bulls. All right. If he don't show up <laughs> against the Bulls, I, I'm done with you. <laughs> because I said he's not consistent. And that's the problem. So I'm not patting him on the back for one game. All right, we're going to see consistency. Consistency is three games. All right, well, we got, well, we're got we on Lonzo watch. We're going to watch for Chicago. And then if then if it happens in Chicago, what you going to say then? You're going to say, oh, we're waiting for the third game. You know, no, then, no, then you know what third... I'm going to say? You know, I told you, it's so three games to be consistent. All so right. we are waiting for the third game. All right. And then after that third game, if Lonzo Ball has been consistent how you said he will be, I'm getting that trade that trade machine popping. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting on that trade machine. No, oh, oh, wait, no, let's do this. If Lonzo Ball consistent for three games, I want a Norm Clown face. Why? I want one. How? The three games doesn't make him consistent. Uh, three games consistency. I want to see to give him a congratulations. Oh, they give him a congratulations. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm saying if he if you was to tell me Norm from trade from trade day from All Star Weekend or trade deadline on Lonzo gonna ball. Clown face. I'll take that bet. All right. But no, three games consistently, more two-pointers. What? All right. Okay. Okay. Shamir just told you he's not going to be a career 50.3% three-point shooter. He's not going to be a career 44.3% three-point shooter. He's not. Your guy just told you right. that. We're going to see. I and, I, and, I, and Shamir knows that I disagree with him about Lonzo Ball. I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Lonzo Ball apologist, and I do believe there's a great player there. Don't don't give me the mellow tap. I'm gi- I, I'm giving him the Lamelo tap in the studio because he was popping it off yesterday. Lamelo Ball, the big brother of all the brothers. Oh my gosh, Lonzo still was balling Lonzo can't hold Lamelo Jockstrapo. Bet you I bet you Lonzo get to the playoffs before Lamelo. You want to take that bet? I'll take that bet because this season, the, the Charlotte might make the playoffs. And Charlotte at nine, they're not making it. They're we got at a, nine. We got a caller on the line. Caller, what is up? What's your thoughts on the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball, and anything NBA? Man, look, I just think sometimes when it comes to like Lonzo and stuff, people are, like expecting a little bit too much from him. Thank like, you. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get a twenty point guard night and all this kind of stuff with, with. The realistic expectations points. for him should be about 15 points, eight assists a night. What did I, I, I've been saying does this he for average, two months. Does he average eight assists, Lennon? Does he no, average no. eight assists? No, he's not does dead. Does he average no, eight assists? Okay, with, with, with 15 to, to 20 that's points, what it needs to be. does he average 
15 that's, years. I, I'm saying that's where it needs to be for us to be exactly. A, for him to be a very important piece to the offense. You don't have to be a 20, a point nine guy and all this other stuff and all this. That's not him. You don't have enough fire for that. You know, I mean, it's, it's not him. I mean, he's a great third and fourth that, option. Yeah, he's more like, you know, he's just like a, like, like I say, like a floor general, man. So he just, you know, 15 points, eight or more assists, stuff like that, with about six or more rebounds, he'd be okay. That's all you need to do and play defense the way he, you know, is capable of doing. But all this stuff about, you know, he, oh, he's 20 points, and you know, this and that, that's not going to be him every night. He might do it tonight, he might not see it for another month, you know. So don't expect that from him because that's not him, you know. I don't expect but, it. Lennon expects No, don't say I expect it. I expect 15, like the caller is saying, anywhere, if he can give us anywhere between 15 and 20 points a game, anywhere between 6 and 10 assists, and anywhere between 6 and 8 rebounds, you can't beat that. Yeah, and, and, and we have a legit starting two guard. You really wouldn't have to score that much points. So you got to do is rebound the ball and pass the ball, Cap. Facts, and play great so you defense. Do rebound. Pass the ball and play defense, and like on a, something like a little bit on the Jason Kidd mode. You play that type of point guard, he'd be okay, you know. But all it asks him for him to score a lot and all that stuff, that ain't gonna happen because he's not that type of guy. He don't really want to score the ball. Sometimes he'll, you know, he'll score, show you a little potential, but he don't want to score the ball, man. He he's just, more of a playmaker. It's not his nature. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. more of a distributor and stuff and all that. He want to set you up and everything and all that. So, you know. But like I said, LaMelo is a little better than him right now. I'm not saying Lonzo is trash and everything, but oh no, LaMelo is a star. Is him. I, yeah, I, he, he, he I, I can more see pop that. To his game, more wiggle, you know. Yep. And once and that stuff, shot so. gets, once that shooting form gets to NBA level and they tweak it a little bit, it's gonna be hard to stop him. And like I said, man, he's knocking it down now. He's shooting with confidence. That's true. You know, he's knocking that shot down. He's knocking, he's knocking more shots down already than Lonzo probably knocked down in his career from three already. And the thing, I mean, and, and, and that's gonna be a thing. Man. That's gonna be a thing that if the Hornets gonna have to do is like, do they consider changing up something that works? And I don't know if I would. Yeah, but what, yeah, you really gotta change that shot because you can get it off. You know, he he can raise he can raise separation. He can step back. He's tall enough, so he ain't really gotta change that shot. You gotta perfect that shot. Mm. You know, you gotta work on that craft and perfect that shot. That way, you know, when you shoot that sucker, I know for sure I got a good chance of making my shot. You can say what you want how it looks, but I know I can make this shot. So if you get that in his mind and perfect his craft, he'd be all right. You gotta change too much. Lazo had to kind of change till it was from the other side of his head to the other side when he launched. So it's a little bit different when you cock it from this side and you wind up shooting it from the other side, but he shoots it straight up from the front. But he kind of, like, pushes it a little bit, you know, but still, the way he pushes it, he put, like, a lot of wrist into it. So, you know, his, his shot is a little bit better. Not pretty, but it's better. But if if he perfect that shot, yeah, man, he's... He'll be a, a good, uh, you know, I mean, a good enough threat from outside to shoot the ball on you because if you get too close to him, you know he'll drive it on you. He'll get to the basket or he'll make a sweet pass on you, you know. So, I mean, he's tough, man. He's tough. Right now, it's still early, small sample size, but it don't take much for a basketball player to see how really good he is early. You can kind of tell right out the gate, you know. So, yeah, you're looking real good, man. So, ooh, man, I don't know. This is going to be a, a, a interesting second half of the season. And a big the race for the, going, for the East, for sure. The Pels got to go on at least about, I would say, a, a good five or more games. Wait a street nope. to get this thing up above. No? Nope. Why not? <laughs> we, we got, no, I'm clowning right. with you, man. <laughs> no, I'm going to explain why. We got to take a break. I'm going to explain why after this. We got to take a break. No, no, no. But tell me, by me not saying nope, that, that means it won't happen or it can't happen. 
it won't happen. And I'll explain after we come back. We got short minutes. We got short and short. Three right, minutes. Cool. And we'll All come right. back and we'll explain why.